0: On this year's episode, we friend zone when Harry met Sally. Is every day in New York this glamorous? Was that wagon wheel coffee table that bad? And do any of these people have jobs? Find out now you're listening to New Year's 2020 on 24 Flames Per Second. (laughs) All <laughs> right, all right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the new year on uh, 24 Flames Per Second. Everybody, it's the podcast that roasts the films we love the most, and it's 2020, and we're going to continue doing that. It's always, I'm your host, Robert Spiewak. Welcome to the show, everybody, and welcome to the new year. All the Lang Syne. Uh, uh, I don't remember any of the words to that song. And welcome, everybody. This week, we're talking, this year, we're talking about When Harry Met Sally, which has some scenes that take place at New Year's in it. And that's the reason why we're doing it, um, but uh, but yeah, everybody. I hope that your 2019 wrapped up in a way that you wanted, and I hope your 2020 is off to a good start this morning, and you're enjoying a hungover brunch like the rest of us. Uh, but but yeah, everybody. We're super excited to be. Uh, we're just over the uh, the halfway hump of season three, and which is which is exciting. So we're uh, we're moving on into the new year. Um, excited and, and happy to be here and just to keep things moving. And so, yeah, I think we won't, uh, we won't dilly-dally anymore. We'll get on into the romance. Um, we're not going to make the same mistakes that Harry and Sally made. Uh, and so we'll start with the, uh, who's across the table from me this weekend here, uh, the Sally to my Jess, Katie Bennett.
1: Oh, hello. Hi. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, went, I went the other way. I with see it.
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but uh, but yeah, how's it going?
1: It's great. I'm very happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very cute, wholesome production fact about this <gasps> movie. It's, did you watch
0: the movie? Well, I did watch. Yes, I did. This year.
1: This y- yes, I did. <laughs> Yesterday, in fact, when it was mm-hmm. last year.
0: Great. <laughs> a plus.
1: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Is is now a good time for me to share my cute? Yeah, wholesome go for it. What else you got? Yeah, what do you got? Um. So I read that. While so Nora Ephron, the woman who wrote this screenplay, um, she was you know basing a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the interactions between um, Harry and Sally based on her life and on Rob Reiner as a person and her friends and stuff. And I found out that um, Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal, I don't know if they still are, so I'm just gonna say were like best friends to the point where the scene. The scenes that show Harry and Sally like watching TV while talking together on the phone is actually something that Billy Crystal and Rob Reiner would do like every night together, oh. just like flip through channels and watch TV on the phone, which is probably the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> um, so I knew I had to share that when I read that. <laughs> wow. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it makes sense. Billy Crystal's in Spinal Tap, which is also Rob Reiner. Yes. So yeah, maybe they are besties. I bet they still are. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know how they would still watch TV together on the phone though.
1: They probably have not kept up that tradition, but mm. it's just it's nice to think about.
0: I don't know; those old people keep up their traditions. That's Carl true. Reiner, and Mel Brooks have dinner and watch TV every night.
1: Well, there you go. And so. I mean, nowadays they could all they could just queue up an, a Netflix movie at the same time and <laughs> press play. Three, two,
0: one. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Um, well, that's very that's I, my New Year's off to a great start. You're welcome. Knowing that. Platonic male friendship exists. Yes. <laughs> now, does it, now does it exist between opposite or different genders? Well,
1: we are here to find out. May- yeah, sort maybe. Of. Sort of. Maybe. <laughs> um,
0: but, uh, but anyways, let's get on in, into the panels this uh, year. I'm going to stop doing that. This week. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll start with the roasters. Uh, to my right, actor and producer. Find their work on Instagram at Hello Earth Productions. On social media at Hello Earth Productions. Chris Pepper Hamburg.
2: Hey, how's it going? Hi, how are you doing? I'm great.
0: How are Again? you? Good. It's good to have you here. How's your? Good new to be year?
2: here. Great. I Just uh, spent the holidays with my family. Yeah. So it's always nice to see them. Mm. And uh, met my new niece Leia. So. Oh, oh no. no.
0: <laughs> You're stoked. You're yes. So excited yeah. about that. I am. <laughs> Uh, well, great. Good. Uh, and uh, next to you is a stand-up comedian and host of Leafly's The Roll-Up Podcast. Find her on social media, Alyssa, Yo- Alyssa Yeoman.
3: Hello. Hey. Hi. How's, how's it going? Pretty good. How about you?
0: Good. Good. How's your year?
3: Uh, so far, so good. <laughs> no days off, you know? Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. 2020, everybody vote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, <Yay>. yeah, yeah.
0: So <laughs> Every episode is going to have that in it. Now. Yeah, yeah. make um, sure you register. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, but it's good to have you here. Great to see you. And across the table on the defense this week, film and political activist. Find her on social media at Maddie Hoff. Maddie Hoff.
4: Hi. How's it going?
0: Good. How are you?
4: Good. We did a uh, murder mystery party last night for New Year's Eve, oh. and it was a lot of fun and only a little bit of murder. So
0: only a little <laughs> bit. Only just enough to qualify. As a murder murder it. Oh, it's just the
4: mystery of why there's no murder.
0: If there's too much murder, <laughs> something went wrong. <laughs> uh, but, but, but great. Um, and so just so everyone's aware, we're recording this in November. So all the asking out of their year was very facetious of me. <laughs> um, call us
3: out like that. Man. Yeah, seriously. I'm calling myself out. I am doing a murder mystery party for years. <laughs> I know. I was like, wow, they already know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, I don't even know where I want to be. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. exactly. <laughs>
0: Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, Maddie, first things first, you know how it goes, we start a movie in a minute. That's right. Um, and so for When Harry Met Sally, give us the, uh, the full plot synopsis, spoilers and all, uh, and we'll give you a three count. And then you're off. Great. Are you ready? I am ready. Oh boy. Okay, here we go. First movie in a minute of 2020 in three, two, one, go
4: so when harry first met sally they are carpooling to Chicago, to new york and they have kind of the classic can men and women be friends um harry thinks no sally thinks yes they part on pretty unfriendly terms run into each other again five years later also like they're in different points in their life part on some un- pretty unfriendly terms as well that they're just not going to be friends um five years later they meet up again different places in their life harry's going through a divorce she just had a big breakup Decide that they can be friends which leads to them building intimacy over the course of um, months and years. They start seeing their attraction to each other, which eventually culminates in a kiss and sleeping together. Uh, Harry's conflicted about his feelings. Sally sets some boundaries, doesn't want to be just friends. Harry realizes how much she means to him. They get together on New Year's Eve.
0: Boom. And that's the end of the movie with 15 seconds to spare. Wow. is wow. off to a grade seven. I'm that's impressed. my
4: first one I've gotten.
0: The first one you've succeeded? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. I
4: usually get caught up in like, pacific rim or something like that and i can't get <laughs> to the, the point you know
0: yeah um let's see i don't think there's some friends that get married that's kind of all that we're missing here but but yeah um that is that is the whole movie that's, yeah so great job um and so uh yeah uh, yeah i don't have any cleanup to do and so we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we'll get your opening statements while you're here defending when harry met sally everybody so we will be right back And we're back, everybody. Welcome back to the show. When Harry Met Sally. It's 2020, and Maddie just successfully crushed it <laughs> for uh, the movie in a minute. And so uh, let's um, let's keep keep on rolling. Let's get your opening statements. Uh, why are you here defending When Harry Met Sally?
4: So I'm here defending this movie because I um, I think it's a great movie. I think that. It is why it was so easy to do movie in a minute is what makes this movie so great that it's more moments of them coming together in their life and and sharing things and learning from each other. You see their characters actually develop over the years. Um, There's no like big drama like he has to like decide whether to be a movie star or to be with her. Like there's no like any of that. It's more just that like people are kind of their own hang-ups and that's what kind of stops people from, you know, finding each other and that sometimes timing is really kind of what it takes and maturity and growth. Um, you know, there's a reason why they couldn't get together when they first met and could, I think it was like 12 years later or something mm-hmm. like that, is because if we think about the growth that we've done over the last decade—it's powerful—and um, I think the movie does a really great job in showing that without the movie feeling like, oh my gosh, this movie spans twelve years. This is so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I think it's an incredibly realistic movie about relationships um, and people and their kind of like anxieties and you know things like that. Um, and then kind of on top of that, you have two you know incredible actors um, who have great chemistry great dialogue throughout the movie Mm. it's a funny movie um and so yeah so that's why i'm here to defend it
0: okay um i mean let's take off the let's take the biggest bite out of it uh let's talk about you know what this movie says about relationships and uh you know whatever might come from from that from putting this kind of relationship on screen
2: Uh, Yeah, so I think that with the caveat that I understand what the genre of romance or romantic comedies is, I do think that embedded in an extremely friendly and non-threatening package, this movie contains a lot of things that I think are incredibly toxic about uh, in terms of of how we perceive relationships today and the male-female relationships today. while it might be fine for these two characters, I do believe that there is a a cultural um, formula in here that I think is incredibly pervasive in our culture. And this just kind of encapsulates a lot of it before we were having a lot of the conversations we're having today about um, men and women and relationships. And and watching it today, looking back, it just feels like I can see all of the seeds of that um, in this film. And I find it really upsetting.
3: Yeah, I think the movie is pretty reductive to like what women and men both want and are looking for. I also think the idea that it's based in reality when we never see them going to work or doing anything else except for meeting over coffee and restaurants and drinks, um, and so we don't really get a lot of their other things in life that make them dynamic. It's only this hyper, it's this laser focus on what it means to like be in a relationship or, oh wow, here we are, still seeking that. Um, along with just the way that they talk to each other about relationships and sharing their stories. It just doesn't feel like a natural way in which people are communicating to one another, to me. So
2: I feel like if there was some someone in the movie countering the notion that men and women can't be friends, it might feel different. Or if someone in the, in the movie countered the notion that every man is thinking about how to get in bed with every woman that he knows, nobody in the film ever counteracts that narrative. And um, I think that feels very very, like you said, reductive and very damaging.
4: Yeah. I mean, I think um, that's definitely how the movie starts out is them not, you know, having, you know, like kind of like the classic stereotype of like men just want to sleep with women and women just like want to be like listened to essentially. Um, I think that a lot, I think that is honestly realistic. These people are 22 years old. Like they just graduated college. Like it is very realistic for a 22-year-old man to act like that. That is, like, one I, like, watched that and I was like, yep, that was every man I knew at 22. <laughs> um, and, and, and I think that's why it's so important that they show the growth throughout the years is, like, um, at the end, it's not like Harry, you know, decided, like, yep, he, like it wasn't just about those, like the sleeping together, the physical aspects of going to get with her. Like they have this whole period where they grow to like respect each other and their different points of views. And it becomes more about like, instead of like a man and a woman, it's two people, like two people that have met that have like built this intimacy over the years, like who know each other and have accepted each other for all of these quirks. Um, And I think that's why it's so important at the beginning, they have this space. It's not like, he says this stuff and she goes like, oh, what a frustrating man. I have to change his mind, right? Like they go on their separate ways. Like they are not compatible in that moment. Like he does Mm -hmm. just want to like hook up and she does like, is looking for that kind of like perfect romantic, you know, ideal. And that's why they need that time apart. So then when they come together later, it's about people, um, people who have found each other kind of like, you know, and and grown up together kind of like in spite of the odds. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's you know like you're right there's no one really that kind of counteracts that but I mean I think that's a pretty you know realistic part of relationships with people like whoever you're attracted to building friendships is like there is moments if you are like attracted to that person you kind of go back and forth right of like could this be a relationship or not I mean I think that relationships and friendships are a lot more fluid than kind of like the media says it's about it's you're either friends forever or your romantic relationship forever like people kind of come and go um out in and out of them like it's it's not unrealistic if you're really building an intimate relationship with someone that you would wonder if you would want to you know kind of take it further um so I think you know kind of the it's more important for the movie to show that relationships can be fluid with people and that people can grow and change, I think, than to kind of set up a relationship being like also there's these friends. Like there's, you know, a man and a woman here separate from these relationships who are friends. So,
2: I guess my problem is is not the portrayal of the friendship becoming romance because that does feel like something that that for most people is pretty healthy, right? But it's the setup that they like really hammer home from the beginning. Can a man and a woman be friends? And they revisit that question several times um, during the story. And then it ends with like, well, clearly no. Now, obviously, in like straight up logic, that doesn't exclude that possibility from other people. But in in the world of the movie, they set up that question and then they answer it. I feel like it's really telling that the original ending does not have them get married. Um, and they threw that in there as a Hollywood ending that they're like, oh, well, I guess we can end it with a marriage. Um, and so I guess my question to you is, like, the, the health of that relationship notwithstanding, like, does it do anything to, to put any ambiguity into that question of can men and women be friends?
4: I mean, I think so. I think that um, there's, you know, as likely of a scenario that they like find other people um, and they kind of go in and out of that. Like, like had one of their other relationships worked out, they that would have been that, right? Like they would have just been friends. And I think that's what's so interesting about life is like you kind of don't know, you know, what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think so that uh, there is other kind of, you know, scenarios that are that could happen in that.
3: Yeah, I think beyond even just the, like, can and women and men be friends part, they, like, kind of repelled a lot of other stereotypes about both genders. Like, for instance, you know, his wife leaves him. She's been cheating with Ira, right? Mm-hmm. And then her ex decides to become um, involved with the younger secretary at his work, and that's who he wants the family with. Um, Carrie Fisher's character is so desperate and over being single, but she's like dating married men. And as soon as she finds out her friend isn't gonna make a move on this other guy, okay, I'm leaving with him. So I think it, It's it's like can men and women be friends because obviously men and women are trash in all these different ways too that are kind of like you know coming in if that makes sense. Isn't my making sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like coming in from the even in the external like subplots of the movie, it's like well this is like how it is and men have horrible taste in coffee tables and (laughs) and like they just kind of keep going with all of these different like, tropes throughout that it's I It's very, think.
2: like, men are from Mars, women are from Venus yeah. type of, like, there's this division, like, can you ever bridge it with anything except sex? And obviously it shows them having a nice, good relationship that is companionate without having sex in it. Mm-hmm. But, right. but of course, the whole point of the movie is that sex does intrude and they have to navigate that. Mm-hmm. All of that is very interesting. Um, I just wish it was couched in a way that didn't feel so, like, fatalistic. That, like, this is... This is This is what happens when men and women are friends this is the only like true end game yeah (laughs) because that feels damaging
3: to all of our relationships i guess absolutely and i also just hate that they kind of put sally in this place of like she's a high maintenance Mm. woman right they even have that whole conversation it's like you're the worst kind of high maintenance because you think that you're low maintenance right and it's just because she knows what she likes to eat when she orders food and like. I don't know. And so it's like she's challenging also to be with. So okay. someone has to know her all these years or something like that to make that work. They keep
2: referencing her being uptight, but right. she's a person who's like willing to like fake an orgasm in a diner. Like she is <laughs> she is like balls out, right? right. Like she doesn't seem right. in other aspects of her life, she doesn't seem like someone who She's not fussy about, like, she doesn't, like, control, like, your side of the table. She doesn't do a lot of the other things that, like, a type A, fussy type personality in movies does. But they do keep harping back to this, like, but she's so high maintenance, like, because she likes her dressing on the side. Like Right.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
4: Well, I mean, we know that it was, like, more than that, right? It wasn't just dressing on the side. She had, like, very particular ways in which, like, she, you know, liked everything to be, essentially. Yeah, that's usually, like, a more kind of, like you know, feminine stereotype. Um, I mean, I think looking at these kind of scenarios, like, you know, she's sleeping with married men. But, like, that is something that does happen when people have, like, low self-esteem and don't Mm. quite know, like, what... Like, how to, um, like people sabotage themselves all the time, and I think that was so interesting about this movie is that you have a lot of people who are good people sabotaging themselves, mm-hmm. right? Like, they are either holding on to an ideal or pursuing unhealthy relationships or like holding on to, like, you know, yeah, like men and women can't be friends or like, you know, kind of these masculine, um, because for as flawed as Sally is, Harry is as well, right? Like, mm-hmm. he has plenty of. Um, and it's hard to even call them flaws, right? Because, like, I think we all know people like and like Harry and Sally. It's not like either one of them are so difficult, but it kind of calls to this idea that, like, people are so unique. And so ge- the fact that you can even get two people together that can, like, tolerate all of it is, like, pre- pretty, pretty remarkable, right? Because, mm-hmm. right? like, we all have our peculiar things that kind of come out, like, the more and more you get to know people and that they start to find them endearing in each other mm-hmm. versus, like, trying like never do they try to like change each other or it doesn't like result in one of them like uh I think they change maybe the more important things which is like you know learning how to be vulnerable learning how to let go of how they feel like their life should be but they don't have to like change like like Sally doesn't have to become less of who she is for him to like love her um and at no point I think what's really refreshing is that no point does like she questioned herself like oh I need to like she's never trying to get him really like Mm -hmm. they have a moment she like asks him basically he kind of pulls away right and she goes I'm not having this right and like blocks him and like goes home and like sets those boundaries like no point in which she's like pursuing him or chasing him or like trying to like you know change herself um and I think you know it addresses some really real Uh, misunderstandings amongst, like, men and women, like, even, like, the diner scene. Like, I was reading how um, when they were, like, kind of workshopping the diner scene or, like, practicing it and, like, you know, she's taking the orgasm and he says, I'll have what she's having, that in the room, like, you know, and at the time, too, when the movie came out, like, the women were cracking up, crying, and the men were totally silent. Mm -hmm. And, like, what's really interesting is, like, that was a very – Like, it's a very real pervasive thing in our society that, like, men think they know everything about and they would be (laughs) able to tell and they would, like, know their pleasure and, like, all of that. And, like, women are going, like, no. And so I think what's really cool about the scene is it kind of, like, brings it out, Mm -hmm. um, this moment where, yeah, it's, like, men don't know as much about women's bodies as, like, they say they do or kind Mm -hmm. of, like, come out. And so it's a very, like, humorous way um, to kind of bring it out. And so it's, like, those moments of, like, education and, like, them, you know – you know, being moved along is I think what's really cool.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. And and some of my problem with the film is not necessarily in how the film or the characters treat relationships, but in how pervasive that narrative has become in pop culture and Hollywood. And like the, I mean, this movie was, I mean, it was so oft quoted and it, it's, it's such a template. Mm. Um, that i think it really plays into later on like when you're looking at it 30 years on it really plays into kind of the nice guy trope if you i wait around long enough right that is not the fault of the movie particularly but it does play into that for me and especially as someone who is pretty happy with lots of friends of every gender and not being in a relationship with any of them um, i think it plays into a lot of the pressure i've felt in prior moments of my life to be in relationships that i didn't necessarily Mm -hmm you know, want Mm -hmm. to be in. I don't mean this movie did it, but it it plays into that narrative so heavily that like, yes, of course, the highest form of connection with another person is to be in an exclusive romantic relationship with them. Like, the rest of it doesn't really count until you get to that. Um, So I think, I mean, obviously that's very personal, uh, but it does play into that, like a lot of Hollywood movies do. Mm
3: I just, I, I also am over the fact that like a man can only change because of a woman. And I think that's, like, what happened with Harry, right? So he's kind of a troll even when they run into each other <laughs> on the plane. And he's like, oh, did we smash? Just, like, there in the plane in front of, like, this other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even later, whenever they do, actually do have sex, and then he turns into this, this same person. He kind of was at the beginning for those moments, mm-hmm. right? So, and then it's like, well, okay, I guess I found this woman who's going to change me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I think that mm-hmm. fall, fell flat for me. So.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that. Um, he's definitely more, like, docile, docile, <laughs> in the second meeting when they're in the bookstore. Right. And he's kind of, like, gone through this divorce and, like, kind of saw, like, the fall of this, like, relationship that, like, it just, like, you know, didn't work out. Um, I think what's really cool is that he doesn't just um, – it's, like, people are very complicated. Like, he doesn't just – he does blame his ex-wife but not for everything either like he you know recognizes his kind of like role to play that like it's not just like yep she left me and like that's that like he has kind of come to terms with like you know cheating is obviously a terrible thing but there are events that lead up to it where people you know um you know make mistakes and they didn't feel loved and kind of all of that um so yeah and I can see that it's definitely a it's definitely just one model, um, that it really doesn't have much allowances for people who, um, who like a variety of people. It doesn't have much allowances right. for, uh, you know, any other kind of end of the spectrum besides like being totally, totally straight, right? Um, however, I think that it's kind of an important thing to recognize and maybe people haven't always taken it with like a little bit of grain of salt of like, this is kind of like what women uh you know particularly women who are like straight and cis and like all of that um have to navigate is like they don't have many friends like many male friends who are also straight who have not either tried something or have feelings or like anything like that like you're kind of like hard pressed to like i feel like it resonated more with me personally because i feel like i am kind of like hard-pressed to find like a friend who no one had feelings for and never anything happened and no like any of that and so i think um you know it's kind of uh like a you know a very realistic portrayal about what like what some women kind of go through in our society which is like this is kind of how men act right um and so it's unfortunate that it kind of took their relationship to realize that um but i think it's more time Than anything like it's the time that they took versus like her trying to change him or it um like she's what i really like about sally is that she's by no means like a manic pixie dream girl like she's not like has her whole arc so she's she's kind of living her life and he's kind of living his life and and by that they have um they have changed each other even if it wasn't intentionally and it's too bad that it's only kind of one example of like one relationship, mm-hmm. but it is refreshing to see a story where a man and a woman change each other and she's not putting in like a ton and a ton of work to make it happen. Um, and
2: she's not doing it, it through sex.
4: And she's not doing like, it through, right, right, or like her body or anything like that. And it's really refreshing to see that and it's too bad there's not more, you know, examples of that. <laughs>
0: I'm uh, I'm I'm curious. Have we kind of gotten off into you know how this movie has, has become a thing past just you know what is represented in the movie the social we talked about social impact before the show yeah. mm-hmm. is there any of that?
3: I mean I to think this still? I think this movie has laid the framework for like every dating app and every you know <laughs> thing the in dating that you see. Um, hetero or not, it's kind of built on this ambiguity and a hope. It made me this like false sense of hope of like, oh well, maybe something will turn into something, but are you ever actually directly communicating about that? They are becoming, quote unquote, more vulnerable, but are they? You know, I, I feel like it's this whole like will they won't they thing that now everybody's trapped in mm-hmm. in, in all in a lot of levels of dating. And I think, um, yeah. I mean it's possible the movie just exposed that that was already mm-hmm. true
2: I don't know what what creates and what is just describing yeah. I don't know but
1: well you Alyssa you mentioned something before we started recording about how it's like something about like perpetuating the idea that relationships have to be confusing and complicated yeah so just want to know
3: if you had anything else to yeah I think add that I mean yet. I think that's kind of like the whole movie right I, I, people love the chase you're like, even though this movie didn't create that, it just shows this really clear, like, okay. And also, both as they're both going through their friendship, right, there's this sense that, is, are they waiting because the grass could be greener, right? And then that, I think that's kind of... Are they waiting just because uh, they said, like, no, we're not going to have sex, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
3: right? Like, right. they had this whole, like,
2: it was almost like a dare yeah. Right. Like we can be right. friends without doing it. Right? Exactly. Like, so, so we
3: neither of us can give in, right? Because mm-hmm. we've already said So it's um, like a power dynamic. Which
2: it's, is a whole other other like super heteronormative thing, right? Where where it's like, once we've had sex, that changes everything, which I think is true for some people, but not necessarily everyone, right? Yeah. So that's that's also another but really good. I think interesting, it's common
3: in also queer relationships. True. true. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah, I it's think true. it's just like it's so I don't know. I think this movie is—it is—it is what are—are are they just shining light on it, right? Mm-hmm. Like obviously this exists, and even in the way that the dialogue is done, which which is part of the reason why it doesn't feel like a real conversation, is it feels like Nora Ephron was writing like a basically an anthropological look at relationships, mm-hmm. but showing I, that through the dialogue. I
2: do so. think it's really funny that like the premise of the movie is that men and women can't be platonic friends, and yet they built a lot of the dialogue between the central man and the woman on dialogue that happened between two men. Hmm. <laughs> So Nora Ephron's model for, like, I I mean, she implied that it wasn't just the phone scene, but that she, like, modeled a lot of their conversations on Reiner and Crystal's relationship. So it's really interesting that her model for a non-sexual, like, man and woman Mm. platonic relationship, she modeled it after the relationship of two men.
1: I yeah, think like that's a really
2: I don't know where I'm going gl- where that goes, but it's really interesting to that me. That is
1: interesting cuz she based a lot of the character of Sally on herself,
2: but mm-hmm.
1: could didn't have right. her own model of like she didn't have her own Harry.
2: Right, exactly. So, was, so that But she was watching was she was watching Billy Crystal supporting Reiner during right. through Reiner's divorce. Mm-hmm. And so she modeled Crystal after
4: Reiner. Yeah. But like yeah, it's just a very very interesting. And I think it's interesting too to think about like Um, I think a lot, like, you know, people say men and women can't be friends, like, and they, and it's interesting in the movie because they kind of operate under this, like, assumption of, like, uh, men and women can't be friends they're like like nothing like in order for men and women to be considered friends nothing should have ever ever happened between them and like we know that's not true right like people actually like they go on a first date right and then like doesn't work out or they like date for a little bit and they're better with their friend or like they sleep with them you go oh no like you know Mm -hmm. that wasn't gonna work out right um and then they can totally go and be like total platonic uh friends i think I would agree with um it like the relationships being confusing part if there wasn't a lot of additional stories in the movie and like having that be like you have the couples at the beginning who provide that like framework of like it's not just like w- you know, theirs is only one of like and how they frame it at the end is like theirs is one of many stories of how people got together. Granted it was a man and a woman getting together, there's not much like diversity there. But they kind of show that at the end about, like, this was their story. But you have plenty of stories in the beginning of, like, people seeing each other for the first time. Like, people meeting and then 15 years later they, like, run into each other again. And it's, like, uh, people being in, I think there was, like, an arranged marriage that, like, you know, worked out. Like, there's lots of examples. Um, And so I like how they put it into context. They're not, like, this is the greatest story. Like, they end it with, like, this is just one of, it's like a zoom in on two people who met and what their story was, but you could have, it kind of implies you could have done the same zoom in on any of those other couples and had a really interesting story.
3: Just thinking back about how this relationship is built on, you know, an actual relationship between two men and having conversation, is that, I mean, is that why Sally has to fall out of maybe a um, stereotypical femme identity? right? Is that why she's able to, like, fake orgasms in restaurants? And, mm-hmm. Like, her personality is seen as aggressive and all this stuff, so it's like, is she unfuckable for
1: a while to him?
3: And then, you know, does it go I back think, and forth? I don't
1: I don't know. There doesn't know. seem to be
3: a point where he wouldn't... Like, she's never unattractive.
2: Right? To him. Like, and,
3: but I mean, there's a point where he's, like, not thinking about it anymore. But, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as they... Even in the way... And I get maybe it was the style at the time, but even in the way that Sally... Presents or dresses most of the movie mm-hmm. is like other than a couple scenes where she is actually dressed up. And he even says like you should wear more skirts. Exactly. She doesn't wear <laughs> skirts. She's What's just the like Hall business, one of yeah. the bros. Though I like right? that like
4: she's also supposed to be kind of like a more progressive woman too, mm-hmm. yeah. like for the time. Like, he, like the time. she's a modern city right. woman, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I they do have a conversation. He has a conversation with his friend. I can't remember what the friend is called. Jess. Jess, yeah, Jess. Um, about where he's kind of like baffled right he's like you know you find her attractive right and you enjoy her company right and like he's just like yeah yeah he's not like um i like that he wasn't like oh no like never her like oh she's doing right. like he's kind of just like yeah i agree with all that stuff and he's like so what's like going on and he's like i don't know it's just like not like that and i think that's really fascinating because if you think about the people in your life who you find like Physically attractive, and you enjoy their company. If someone was like, were to really grill you, like, well, why aren't you with that person? You kind of don't have much of an answer other than, it's just not like that, right? Or like, mm-hmm. you don't feel that don't way, know. or like, you, like it just hasn't happened, like, or I just don't know. didn't happen, yeah, right? Or like it, or it could have happened, but now you're with someone. Like, I don't know, like, um, if you enjoy their company and find them attractive. It's kind of just how you feel. Yeah. Um, and so that's what's kind of cool about it. like the time element. right? Is like eventually they just feel differently. Um, yeah. And that's kind of so true how people work. It's like, unless you can find something that's like, no, because they want to move to a place yeah. I never move, or they want, you know, like, it kind of is just, like, why do you like some people over other people? If you mm-hmm. find a variety of people attractive, you kind of just right. do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that was, like, a pretty kind of cool way to do it where he's not, you know, saying, like, he's not saying to his friend, like, oh, I don't know, like, she wears too many pants, right? Or she's too <laughs> career driven or anything like that. He's right. kind of just like, I just like her company. and I'm going to continue, you know, doing that and isn't, like, kind of, like, haunted by it either, right? He's just kind of like, yeah, that's our relationship.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, we've about reached the time to unmask now. And so uh, let's go around. We'll start to we'll talk about how we really feel. Maddie? I
4: really like this movie. Mm. Um, it's definitely my annual like post Christmas pre New Year's Eve movie. Wow. Um, it's definitely a problematic fave, as mm. I mean, it's hard to find.
3: <laughs>
4: it's hard to find rom coms that don't. I mean, like you know, I, I feel like every Christmas I go around I like watch Love Actually, and I'm like, I love this movie, and also there's so many things around Like, and that's just kind of what. Um, happens but i like that this movie unlike some others i used to like like 500 days of summer or something like that like Mm -hmm. this one is kind of still more stood the test of time for me where i'm like i see all of the issues with it but i still kind of pull out a lot of like grains of truth Hmm. you know from it as well and i think they're have a great chemistry on screen and it's kind of a really funny enjoyable movie
0: yeah
3: Alyssa. This is my favorite movie of all time. Is there yeah, really? awesome. yeah, I love this movie. You're so, <laughs> so much. good at day. I know. But yeah, 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 when I saw myself, I was like, people are gonna just like always assume I'm actually on the opposite side. But I yeah. was like sweating over here. I was no, like, it's, it's such a favorite, problematic thing. It's, it's my favorite movie of all time. It makes me like feel like I'm gonna fall in love with my best friend in 12 years, and I can't wait. <laughs> mm. I want to get engaged on New Year's. <laughs> it's so Aww. wonderful. I think it's, I think it's sweet, and mm. I think it's funny, and I think. The conversation where they're having, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about all that later. <laughs> There's a lot of scenes in it that I think are just really like so specifically so funny and nuanced mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I cannot get enough of, so. Way to oh. stick
4: to your guns, man. Yeah, good, good job. Like,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> Chris?
2: Uh, as usual. I've been naked this whole time. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I used to like this movie a lot more. I feel that my own personal life experience has made its very innocuousness more insidious. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I don't know, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, this feels, like, really pervasive in our culture. And whether it's, whether it started that or whether it's just shining a light on it, I just find a lot of it really upsetting, even though the relationship in and of itself, I find completely darling. Mm -hmm. Like, I have no problem with, like, how this goes down Mm -hmm. at all. It's just sort of the place it represents in culture and just like the way that people are forced into certain ways of thinking Mm, about each other um
4: like are you saying like like, people will like point to it like you know men can't be your friends haven't you seen how no no i mean that's never happened to me but it but it it feels like part of that whole zeitgeist Mm.
2: right of which i guess like romantic comedies are in general but this one is so friendly and unthreatening Mm -hmm. that Mm. it almost feels like like, it's in the back of everyone's mind that, like, hey, you know, your your friends of the preferred sex could be a romantic partner at mm-hmm. any time. And and that's kind of where yeah. all this is leading. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: that's totally so, what I meant about the impact. So, the
2: yeah, it's not like I'm saying, like, oh, it's out there beating people over the head or whatever. <laughs> but it just, it feels like the further away from it I get, like, the more insidious the message is. Even though I think there's nothing inherently wrong with the movie. It Mm
0: -hmm. just
1: highlights
2: a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. that I find really unpleasant about how we talk about these things.
0: Totally. Yeah. Katie?
1: Um, I like this movie. Mm. I think it's really sweet. Um, There are, you know, this is the first time I'd seen it in a few years, so obviously there's some things looking with my modern eyes that, you know, kind of would make me cringe a little bit just, like, thinking about it, but, you know, thinking about it just in the context of when it was made and just, like, I don't know. I think there's a lot of just really sweet moments. Um, something about just any, down to just like the music that they pick. It's mm-hmm. just so um, like sentimental and charming. And yeah, I just think it's just a really sweet love story. And like, I just love watching, Bill- I could watch Billy Crystal it's and like, Meg Ryan just argue over nothing for <laughs> hours.
3: <laughs> Let's That's call true. the whole thing off.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also haven't watched this in a while. And um, I, for some reason in my brain, all the, like, time jumps, like, each one was, like, more, there's more of the, like, road trip and more of the... I don't know, airplane ride. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're in the 87. Are they going to keep jumping forward? Like, I like almost mm-hmm. for, like forgot what the movie was. Because <laughs> it like moved up to 1987 so fast, mm-hmm. um, which was, it, I was I was just like generally surprised. I was like, wow, you can really have a lot of impact on somebody in just like one overnight trip and one mm-hmm. thing here and there. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, in general, uh, I, I, I think I agree with a lot of the like, yeah, through, uh, you know, 20, 21st century eyes, the uh, the 80s were a little bit like, Ew. um Or how about, like, Carrie Fisher plopping out a Rolodex Ugh. on the table. That was great. <laughs> and she's like, let's go through all my friends. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't date. have
1: dating apps or social yeah, yeah. media, so at some point it's like, it's like. And I just think about, like, I feel like at the time when this movie was made, like, it was pretty, like, Unpre- like it's unprecedented how honest it was about oh, like I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. relationships and about yeah. how, mm-hmm. it, albeit it's specifically talking about straight men and women, but it, mm-hmm. it but nobody had been that open about how like straight men and women interact yeah. with each other. I do think mm-hmm. for its time,
2: it does present a real a very progressive model, especially of mm-hmm. Meg Ryan. I think yeah, um, yeah. and her openness with That's him. it's a good start. I think it's I think it's <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. even I think like rising to the challenge of just like no they like the 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 in quotes dare that men and women can be friends mm-hmm. without sleeping with each other like mm-hmm. i think even that is kind of like for the 80s probably mm-hmm. an interesting or like mm-hmm. kind of a whoa, yeah, crazy ideas. Yeah. Rob Reiner and Nora Efron
4: And I think uh, it implies too that like there is time that they weren't thinking about. I think that's like when you have a movie and it's done in moments, you have to have a lot of impact in those moments. Like, mm-hmm. but it's kind of implied like there were kind of months and months they were friends. Yeah, and yeah. they weren't thinking that, and like it's kind right. of like, but you have to kind of get to that moment right mm-hmm. where they right. have it because like you, it's a boring movie, right? To show them like actually like being like yeah, go for it, ha- go on a date.
3: <laughs> and he, you're right, yeah, like you
4: got to right. show the tension you know, here, with yeah, that, yeah, to, like, keep yeah. the movie going. So.
0: But I mean, yeah, generally, I, I really liked it, and I mean, it's, right, it's Rob Reiner. He's kind of, he's batting close Wholesome. to a thousand, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but, yeah, that'll, uh, that'll do it for this episode, everybody. Um, thank you all for being here. We're gonna uh, keep chatting about, about all kinds of stuff. Um, who knows what on the extended play that comes after this just for our Patreon supporters, and so if you want to get into that, and all the other ones we've ever done, all the drink-alongs, all the hot takes, a bunch of other junk, uh, you can uh, head to patreon.com slash 24flamespod, and uh, subscribe, help support the show, and uh, get a bunch of extra free goodies. Well, not free, but uh, <laughs> extra goodies. Period. Um, but, but but yeah, we uh, we appreciate that support. We can, can't do a lot of this extra stuff without it, so um, it keeps, uh, keeps the lights on. And, if you want to send us your thoughts about When Harry Met Sally, uh, you can call me on my cell phone. I'll be watching this uh, <laughs> later. We could sync up our clocks and everything. I'm just kidding. Email us at 24flamespodgmail.com uh, or find us on social media at 24flamespod. And uh, what else do I say? Oh, wherever you listen to podcasts be it uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever. Go leave a rating, a review, subscribe, so you can get more episodes as they come out. This episode of 24 Flames Per Second was produced and hosted by me, Robert Spiewak, and co-hosted by Katie Bennett. Our panel consisted of Maddie Hoff on the defense and on the roasting panel, Alyssa Yeoman and Chris Pepper Hambrick. Our music is composed by Rob Joins and performed by Rob Joins and Will Paulson. Movie acquisition by Lucas Kirsch. Party Fish Media is produced by Robert Spiewak, Quasi Phillips, and Will Paulson. Uh, yeah, everybody, this week, maybe this week there will be a drink-along. I cannot predict my <laughs> schedule that far in advance, but there should be one this week. Uh, if we and recover I'm, from New Year's Eve. I have no idea what it'll be. Um, but, but, but yeah, everybody. And so, oh, that's the movie we're doing? Okay. Um, but yeah, everybody come back next week for a Drive? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's what's
0: on the schedule, so we're doing drive next week.
2: If you ever wanted to know how organized it is behind the scenes, now yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, there I'm, it is.
0: The schedule is a surprise even to me. So, oh, next week after that, I'm like, getting excited. <laughs> um, anyways, everybody, we'll uh, welcome to 2020. It's exciting times we're living, and uh, I will uh, we'll, we'll catch you in on next week's episode and beyond. So, thank you for listening. Welcome to 2020, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.